0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is not something that we want to hear. In fact, we spend most of our time trying to forget this fact. We keep ourselves busy and we fill our days with all sorts of distractions. And even though we may not realize it as we go about our day, we are trying to forget this curse that hangs over all the world that is the result of sin, the curse of death. And yet, every single funeral that you've ever been to has reminded you, has reminded me of the end that awaits us all. Our estate is so bad that we don't even recognize that most of the good things that we do are really to be noticed by others. So we end up feeling guilty by just filling all of our time with pleasure. And so we're like, I got to do something. I got to give back. But most of the time, those good things that we do We want to make sure that people know that we did them. But Jesus said, Beware of practicing righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, he's hoping that you do, when you give to the needy, Sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces and their fasting. They want to be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. Do you see what Jesus is saying here? Oftentimes when we do what we would consider a good work, we're really only trying to get people to notice us. We're trying to show others that we are actually good people. I'm not a bad guy. I'm actually pretty good. I give to charities all the time. I volunteer wherever. I'm a good person. And the reward that we receive is recognition from other people. They're saying, Yeah, that guy's a good guy. He works over here all the time. I don't know how he does it. He's so good. But even this, if you can see it, is another form of distraction from what we really need to recognize. We are dust. And to dust we shall return. So if we want to avoid death, why in the world grant a whole special day, a whole special season to remember this fact that we are going to die? Why does the church call on us us to remember or hear those words, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return? Well, remembering our helpless estate causes us to turn to the only one who can help us. Jesus is our only true hope. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Lent marks an end to our works, our worth, and it calls on us to focus on Jesus' work, Jesus' worth. We sit in ashes and recognize that we are not the ones who give to the needy. We, in fact, are the needy. No matter how much we have, we are the needy. We may fast during Lent, but it will not be to be recognized by others. Instead, it will be to focus in on the one who fasted 40 days in the desert in order to focus his attention to obeying the Father's will and to loving you and me. We are not independent. We remember during Lent that we are dependent. Martin Luther liked to use the word creature because creature, in referring to man, uh, us, creature, it takes away from what word? Creator. In other words, we are dependent on the Creator. I'm not autonomous. As some theologians have said, my belly button proves that. I was not, I am not independent. Joel cried to God's people, the prophet Joel. He said, Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. And slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He relents over disaster. And Paul also cried to the church. We implore you. Let's beg you. We implore you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. For our sake. This God of ours. For our sake he made him. To be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we, the needy, might become the righteousness of God. It's huge. God is merciful. He is slow to anger. He's abounding. Do you ever see something abounding that this railing wouldn't be able to hold it in? It's overflowing. Going out, he is abounding in steadfast love. He does not relent in his love for you. Jesus, as our sin, died. Jesus is God's mercy. Jesus bore the punishment of God's anger and wrath. Jesus. Is that abounding, steadfast love? He is God's love for not just you, but for the entire world. Everybody that you come into contact with, Jesus' love paid for their sin. It makes you look at people outside a little differently. And God's love, it brings life to be received. Life to be received by all who despair of their own good works. And recognize how needy we are. During Lent, we despair of our works, reminding ourselves of the death that we deserve. But thanks be to God, during Lent, we also focus in on Jesus' work and the life that he gives. In Jesus you have life, and in him, get this, you, you, even you and me, we are the righteousness of God. That is amazing to me. I don't feel righteous. I do a lot of things that aren't righteous. But in Christ, I'm the righteousness of God, and so are you. It makes you want to abide in him, run to refuge in him. And he sets you free to do good works unto your Father in heaven. Before Jesus, before Jesus, you did not know your Father. You did not know him who sees in secret. But now you do. You don't do good works to gain his approval. No, that's not why you do them. But you do them in thanksgiving because in Jesus, you already have his approval. While we were enemies of God, he sent his son to make you approvable. And now you are the righteousness of God. You do good works. You love those people out there in thanksgiving. In thanksgiving. And your father who sees in secret, he rewards you. Jesus said, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who sees in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. You see, our focus is no longer on the praise of men, but we are focused on the one who gave us life and gave us the right To become children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. We just want to say thank you out of the joy that overflows. He died for people who deserved death. That we would no more be in dust and ashes. And our funeral, it will not be the end of us for Jesus' sake. If we die before Jesus comes in glory, we will return to dust, but it only will be for a short time because Jesus carried the cross of our sin and shame. And upon his return, he will transform your mortal body into immortal. Death will be swallowed up in life. This is something to rejoice over. And in our rejoicing, we will find ourselves doing good works that we don't even realize. And get this, your father in heaven will reward you. Why? You can't earn, you cannot earn what he's already given you, salvation. Why will he reward you? He can't help himself. You are his child. He loves you. He wants to heap, its, even if you only do your duty, even if you only honor your father and mother, even if you only do not steal, if, only if you help somebody to keep their things, he wants to reward you. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. On the last day, do you know what the Father and the Son will say to you? Well done, my good and faithful servant. And he's going to account all sorts of good works that you won't even realize unto yourself. All, you, all that we do, all that we want to do, is focus on the one who did the good work for us. God cannot help but be gracious. So Ash Wednesday, in the end, isn't really a sad day at all. It is a day that we recognize the truth about ourselves and even more, it is the day that we recognize the work of the, that the Son of God does for us. He saved us. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal By the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that upon receiving this grace, we are justified by faith that we can become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. You're not just somebody ransomed. You're somebody that's adopted. You are an heir of God in heaven. He saved us, and he still gives to us who are needy. He says, Take eat, take drink. I've saved you. Now I want to feed you. I will not hold back. Pope Galatius would write about a man named St. Valentine. He said, St. Valentine is among those whose names are justly referenced by among men, but whose acts are known only to God. What is known is that Valentine confessed Christ to his last day, dying a martyr's death in Rome under Emperor Claudius II around 270 A.D. Later tradition had suggested that Valentine was both a doctor and a priest. In other words, he took care of people, took care of the needy in their bodies and their souls. Just as Jesus had done for him. But his confession of Jesus, Valentine's confession of Jesus, was rejected by the world around him. And he was called upon to make the terrible choice, either to deny Christ or die. Valentine, however, recognized that he was but dust, and to dust he shall return. He knew that he relied wholeheartedly on Jesus for his salvation, that any real good work that he had ever done in this life were only thank yous for the work that Jesus had done for him. His works were known only to his father who sees in secret and as, as thanksgiving for Jesus. The very day that Valentine was to face his martyrdom, the day that he would either reject Jesus or die, He chose to remain true to his Savior. And it is said on that day that he brought consolation to the daughter of his jailer, the very person who was walking him to his death. He looked out for that jailer's daughter, writing her a small note of encouragement. The young girl had reportedly come to love this godly man and grieved at the thought of his death. But Valentine knew that death was defeated enemy because of Christ's death and resurrection. So he comforted the young lady. He knew that his death would end in life because of Jesus and his hope even on this day, the day that he would die, even that day, this hope in Christ caused him to look out for others. And this note that he wrote, it became a custom of St. Valentine's Day. This custom of writing notes to, to those that we love is celebrated around the world. Valentine wrote his note because through Jesus, he saw love and life In the face of death, life that comes from the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the passion of Jesus. May the Lord help us to focus on Jesus as we remember our need for Him through the observances of Lent this season. And may our relationship with Jesus grow. And may our faith in God and our love for others be the result of our meditations. With our hope secure in Christ, we then, like St. Valentine, think of the needs of others who live in this fallen world, caring for them in body and soul, just as Jesus has done for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.